Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we're hooking up the We Speak microphone, learning some friend codes, and going online Nintendo style. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, let me ask you a question. Yeah, please. How's it going? <laughs> you know, Patrick, it's going so well. Let me ask you a question. Yes. What are your feelings on soup? Oh, my feelings on soup are not great. Um, I don't... Uh, when I want to drink something, I want to drink something. When I want to eat something, I want to eat something. <laughs> I don't really want to combine the two unless, look, unless we're talking to smoothie. And is a smoothie just a, a cold vegetable soup? Possibly. Oh, my gosh. I feel like uh, we might have just stumbled onto something. I may have taken too many turns. S- <laughs> smoothies are cold soup. Yes. But we, s- wait, wait, wait. Uh, hold on. I'm yeah, yeah. Trying, trying to map this out here. Smoothies. We drive cold- in a parkway. <laughs> park in a driveway. <laughs> smoothies, cold soup uh-huh. that we, okay, we're th- all right, now I need to explain my train of thought, which will require a little bit of explanation. Let's do it. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. So uh, when I was uh, a few years ago, when I was dating my husband, uh, when we were uh, like early in our relationship, yes, I, I to this day still very much enjoy a good muffin. Mm-hmm. Muffins are not something that um, he really has any sort of relationship with, and so he's just like, oh, it's cake. Yeah. And um, that I'm, was... I'm a, on his side, by that, the way. <laughs> but that was upsetting to me because, you know, like, I separated cake and muffins, d- two separate things. Cake, bad for you. Muffins, breakfast food. I feel like... I'm letting you go. <laughs> okay. And so I, f- I feel like when, yeah. you, when uh, uh, cold, like, smoothies being cold soup yes. was treading on territory... That it it was conjuring memories of a uh, breakfast cake. Yes. In a way that um, uh, I don't know I can fully like map out. Right. But well, it definitely, yeah, triggered something. You and I had this conversation a little bit off mic on, on Monday. But did you know that botanically there's no such thing as a vegetable? This I did not know. Okay. So botanically speaking, a vegetable, like something that we eat, you would really just identify as like a different part of the plant. A fruit is a well-defined thing. And some of the things that we call vegetables, culinarily speaking, are in fact fruits. But some of them are just like parts of the plant, right? So like there's no there's no botanical definition of vegetable like there is for fruit. Mm. But there are obviously culinary definitions for fruit that differ from the uh, botanical definition for fruit. And there is... Uh, a definition, a culinary definition for vegetable, where there is no botanical one. Yes, no, this, uh, th- yes, which is the whole like smoothie. Soup yes, thing exactly. All we, wrapped into one. Absolutely, like vegetable is just a term that we tell ourselves that way. We're not saying, oh, you're eating like root. Yeah, you're eating leaves. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's right. We we don't we don't want to get into that. Yeah, I don't really care for soup. Do you? No, I don't really. It, um, <laughs> I w- want soup is never a satisfying meal. There, I yeah. said it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Speaking of never a satisfying meal, my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch, would you like to borrow it? You certainly can. All you got to do is 
uh, email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com and give us a mailing address. We can send you my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. This is my copy that I bought with my own money. My copy that I played for a little while and gave up on, like most games I buy. <laughs> uh, that's right. I, that's such a good point. This like you bought a copy of Sonic Forces. Yes. To play Sonic Forces. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, that copy of Sonic Forces did get lost, and I have since purchased a second copy of Sonic Forces that now goes out. I did not purchase that second one to play, but I'm considering that just a continuation of the original I Sonic Forces. I think so, yeah. Because we, you wouldn't have bought this second copy if you didn't buy the first copy. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's probably the only game in my life that you could say that about. Uh, you may... Look, you play the game for as long as you want when it gets sent to you. It gets Here's the process. You put your name on a list. Uh, eventually your name comes up. I shoot you an email and say, Hey, you still want this thing. Uh, and, uh, you say, yes, I do. I mail it to you. You play it for as long as you want. You put it back in the envelope, send it back. I pay for postage both ways. It's the perfect borrowing program. Yeah. We talk about it every episode. And so I don't know if people realize this is a real, this is real. Yeah. Like it's yeah. an actual true program. If you want to borrow Patrick's copy of Sonic Forces, or there might be a copy of Untitled Goose Game. That's there. right. This is not like a botanical definition of a vegetable. This actually exists. Here's another thing that actually exists. Five-star reviews of our podcast, and you can give them to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, anywhere that you can leave a review for the show. Please do. Patrick and I enjoy it so much. It helps people find the show um, so we can grow our Nintendo Cartridge Society and uh, Patrick and I just really like reading them. People yeah. say some really nice things, and that is always fun. So if you leave us a five-star review on the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, we can see it, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. But if you leave us a review anywhere else, we still want to give you a shout-out. So let us know somehow. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, email us. We would love to recognize people who are giving us five-star reviews. Or let us know on the Discord. You can join our Discord server. Um, it is a, uh, a private server, so you do need an invitation. Um, but we are giving invitations out like candy. All you got to do is ask for it. Uh, again, either hit us up on Twitter or email us, Society at gmail.com. Um, all right, Mark, would you like to get in to the topic at hand today? Yeah, let's do it. Let's turn some Nintendo franchises into some online games. On Tuesday, we were given Reggie more free publicity, which I know that we swore that Come we on this do. show, Reggie. Come on this show. Coward. You, you owe us. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it, it, do you think anyone has bought a, a copy of his book because we've talked about it here on the show? What's I, it called? Is it Changing the Game? Beating the game. It's something the game. <laughs> Look, we're not giving away that much We're not giving publicity. away that much information. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but last week we were talking about Reggie. Come on the show and we'll get the name of the book right. You coward. <laughs> he was uh, on some podcast uh, and uh, was talking about uh, Nintendo's reluctance to uh, get involved in online games in the same way that other publishers, and he specifically cited Microsoft, were doing, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So... We thought, wouldn't it be fun if we could go through some classic Nintendo franchises and figure out what they would look like either today or during the sort of boom of online games if Reggie had been successful in convincing Nintendo to bring their games online? Yeah, because like, you know, Nintendo, I would say the Switch era. Well, here's a question for you, Patrick. Yes. Do you think in the Switch era, Nintendo... 
because there are still some very strange things about Nintendo, Nintendo's online system right now. Right. You know, like the mobile app that I constantly have to remind myself even exists. exists yes. Uh, that that is the official way to do voice chat is through the mobile app and there's no way to do it on the Switch itself. So, which like even begs the question of like why bother having it at all when like I would be so curious to know what the usage of that is. Yeah, cuz like w- wouldn't you just especially in like this day and age like wouldn't you just bring up Zoom? Wouldn't you just use like Discord? Yeah, yes, wouldn't you just use Discord? So, uh, but my the question I was going to pose to you is like do you think that Nintendo Switch online or Nintendo online in its current state is good enough or do you think we're just so used to nintendo's online systems being kind of like weird and a little subpar that we just don't even really think about it we don't expect any better well i mean we certainly don't expect any better but i think that's bad right like the uh nintendo's online offerings um are functional at best and they're not even always that like um i mostly don't play super smash brothers online because i don't think it works really like yeah, you can get in a match with other people, but, like, people are going to be sort of, like, teleporting around the map, and, like, there's some weird lag in there, and, like, it just, uh, I don't have any faith in that, in, in something that requires, like, any precision. We were uh, talking in the Discord um, just uh, yesterday um, about uh, playing badminton online in Nintendo Switch Sports, uh, Nintendo, yes, Nintendo Switch Sports, um, and, uh, you know, when... That, that game is so precise in that, like, when you're going for it, when you're going to hit the birdie and it's, like, far away, you have to time it, like, pretty perfectly, your your swing with uh, where the, the birdie is. Um, and if you're off, if your timing is off, then you sort of, like, dive for the thing and then it's harder for you to recover and, you know, that's how people can score on you. And precision usually isn't that much of an issue in Nintendo Switch sports or, like, Wii Sports kinds of things. Um, but, like, that's one place where, like, you can get kind of screwed over um, because the, your narrow window uh, isn't the same narrow window that you're perceiving in your time and space because the game is online. I feel like if uh, I play the majority of my video games on Nintendo Switch, like, yeah. that's basically where I spend a lot of my time. And because I'm so like Nintendo focused, like if Nintendo is the one console that you have, if you just play Nintendo Switch, then your online experience is probably like fine but then when i do go to like a playstation or an xbox and you realize like how seamless an ecosystem can be yes then you're like oh nintendo is still so far behind yes i think they're you know obviously it's in a way better place than it was even in the previous generation in a lot of ways um there are some ways i think but there's no miiverse anymore anymore. But again, when you compare it to, you know, what Sony is doing, what Microsoft is doing, you're like, oh, man, they're still leagues behind yeah. the rest of the industry. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I've I, I've been playing some, um, like, Xbox games on, online with, uh, with my friends, um, Halo and Sea of Thieves, and both of those are super easy to, to make parties, right, and, like, join up together. Um, we use, uh, like zoom, uh, usually to, to talk, but that's because we want to like see each other. Um, when I was, I, I was playing ghost of Tsushima this weekend with my friend Pete, um, and we were using like headsets, uh, plugged into the microphones and it's very easy to send an invitation to play with someone who's already your friend, um, uh, either within the game or outside of the game. And like, it all just works. 
and then like it all just rests in lobbies and there's no uh interruption to your communication like i don't know it's uh, it's so easy and like frictionless now that you don't even need the remember back in the day when like you would visit my island at animal crossing and we had to like be on the phone to like work it out so uh-huh. you could get there um and we're already obviously friends we know each other's codes and whatever friend codes island codes anything like anything like that and it still takes forever um and like there's a big interruption to both of our play and like that just was not the case in when playing Ghost of Tsushima this weekend. So Nintendo has a long way to go. Long way to go. But for the purposes of this show, yes. we have a list, our trusty list of 70 games or franchises, um, Nintendo games or franchises. And what we're going to do is kind of like pretend we exist in a universe where Reggie succeeded. Where Reggie is somehow a more persuasive figure than he is now. Uh-huh. He's more persuasive than the guy who talked himself onto every podcast to get free publicity for his book. So at the same time that like mm-hmm. Microsoft was getting serious with Xbox Live, Nintendo was getting serious about their online features. Right. And what would franchises look like? What would games look like yes. on Nintendo platforms if... Nintendo had gotten serious about online earlier. Is this a little abstract? Sure. <laughs> Are we going to run into some problems when we accidentally roll Splatoon? Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's part of the fun of, of the experiment. I also think that uh, we shouldn't, like, what we're describing, or what I was describing with uh, Ghost of Tsushima or, like, Halo or whatever, um, is a very, like, easy experience um, uh, where I was describing positive things. But let's not kid ourselves, because there are huge aspects of, um, like, modern online gaming that are predatory or bad or uh, not fun. Um, So let's keep all of that in mind. I also think we have to remember that... You know, in this alternate history that we're proposing, yes. Nintendo got serious about online 15 years ago, but they're still Nintendo. Right. So it's not like they it was a direct lot. It's not like uh, they have the equivalent of Xbox Live Gold going for them or Game Pass right now. Right. Right. They're still going to do their <laughs> own. They're, they're just going to do their own like nin- weird Nintendo thing. How long has it been since you've owned a Microsoft <laughs> product? Oh, in the 360 <laughs> era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, been been a little bit. Um, all right. This is great. We have our trusty list mm-hmm. of 70 Nintendo franchises. Um, Mark, would you like to roll first? I'll roll first with our trusty random number generator. The first number is 51. So the first franchise that we're going to be talking about is Mario versus Donkey Kong. Oh, that is fascinating. Um, so there, let, let's talk about the ways in which uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong already sort of is online. Um, and I think really the only way that, that it is online is that like there is a level editor um, in one of the releases of Mario versus Donkey Kong. I'm sorry, I don't have it um, at the top of my head. And you could share those um, in a very like Super Mario Maker style um, like online portal. But like the game is not really about level creation. It was just like a, a fun feature that was part of it, right? Right. Um, so Mario versus Donkey Kong, a little bit of a, a, a deep cut. Um, but uh, mostly those are the March of the Minis games. Um, they're sort of like puzzle platformers where you're not directly controlling the, uh, the, the characters. It's sort of Lemmings-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mark, what do you think? How, how does that become a modern online game? 
I wonder if the path that they would have taken is kind of like two-player online co- uh, co-op mm-hmm. where one person is, you know, setting the minis marching and then the other person's job is to like clear obstacles out of the way or you know like close gaps yeah almost like a game and watch you know type um situation i'm thinking of like uh bridge crossing or whatever it was called yeah that uh boy what it's called manhole 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 is what it's called not bridge crossing (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no i mean that that makes sense like a a a co-op sort of like gameplay element there um, I wonder if it would even be uh, like bigger, right? Where there's one person who's controlling the sort of you know obstacles and doors and stuff, and then like every other uh, mini is controlled by like one person. Mm-hmm. So it can be, oh no, here's what it is. Uh, it's it's like a uh, like a Dead by Daylight or uh, you know Predator Hunting Grounds, where one person is playing as Donkey Kong, who's controlling <laughs> the obstacles. Yes, and the other four people are controlling. Um, uh, minis, minis that are trying to march their way through the the little obstacle. That courses. is absolutely what it is. Yes, um, and uh, you have to like, uh, you only have so much power before like you're done being wound up, uh, or because you know, they're they're wind up toys, right. right? Um, but you can get like recharged if you go by another mini and they wind you up. So yes. you really have to coordinate with your teammates, uh, to thwart the Donkey Kong who's trying to smash you all. Yeah, I think that'd be perfect. This sounds like a fun game. It does. <laughs> I want to play this game. Um, all right, that's great, Mark. I am ready to pull our our second. Uh, this is now uh, a sixty nine game list. The number is twenty one, which means the franchise is Duck Hunt. All right, pulling some interesting ones. <laughs> yeah, right up front. Right. Yeah, one and two are are interesting choices, um, especially because like uh, we haven't seen a Duck Hunt game since like nineteen eighty six. Uh, okay, so what even is a modern Duck Hunt game? Yeah, we should start there. Yeah. Because I feel like the core, I mean, does it become like a um, House of the Living Dead type light gun shooter? So instead of just being mm, a... House of the Dead. House of the Dead, yeah. yes. Yeah. So instead of just being a you know single screen where the ducks yeah. are yeah. flying up, um, it becomes more like... You are going through a forest, and rabid ducks are like <laughs> jumping out to attack you. Is it still just ducks? You still only hunt ducks? <laughs> oh, are we talking about a, a man like all animals like versus a big man buck situation? <laughs> Ooh, all animals versus man. Yeah, I like this better. Uh, the only animal who hasn't turned on you is that dog. <laughs> is that dog? That's right. And, and you don't know why. Yeah, you're you're trying to. Ooh, it's an ongoing mystery. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that, but how... Okay, all right, so we've now crafted this universe where it's it's the birds, but with all animals. Yes. Okay, great. Um, in fact, let's actually, let's strike that. Let's make it all birds. So so it is like uh, Duck Hunt colon the birds. Yeah, okay, that's even better. Yeah. Um, uh, you're playing as Tippy Hedren. You're, try- <laughs> you're trying to get through. All the birds are, are uh, pecking at you, uh-huh. and you're shooting them with your light gun. Uh, how is this an online game? Here, so here's what it is, I think. It's free to play. Um, and when you are playing it without spending any money, all you have is the one type of like regular hunting gun. Uh, and you can spend money on better hunting equipment. Oh. You can spend real world money. This is a 
this is a, a, a cash drain. This is a bad game that is trying to trick people into giving it too much money. Okay, so in in uh, this alternate universe, Nintendo has gone. They're not. They're Look, they they had to partner with a lot of different people, uh-huh. and some people they had more sway over than others, right? That's right. Just like you know, now when they had to be like, "Hey, Dragalia lost folk," like tone it down, right? <laughs> um, that's they couldn't get ahead of this one, and so whoever was developing uh, Duck Hunt colon the birds um, got out in front of it and was making a real predatory. Uh, hey, I mean, pay to win the estate of Tippy Hedren's got to get paid one way or another. Yeah. I, I love this pitch. I have an alternate one for you. I so love it. It's, it's still Duck Hunt colon the birds, <laughs> but it it. So let's say that that was the Nintendo sixty four entry, sure, or the Wii entry, yeah. And then um, as it continues to expand, it becomes this like arc like game where it's about it's an MMO world where everybody's kind of existing Whoa. together, okay. uh-huh. but it is still. All birds versus all humans. So it's like the last survivors of the bird apocalypse. Right. So okay. you're working, you know, you're working, you're trying to like gather resources, like all this kind of stuff, because you know the birds are going to attack uh-huh. and they're going to peck holes in whatever resources that you have. Right. Oh, I got to know, does everyone have their own duck hunt dog or is there just one duck hunt dog in all of this? I think everybody has their own duck hunt dog. I like that. I yeah. like that. I think that's that's comforting. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I like that a lot. Also, I know this isn't what we're doing. But uh, why isn't there a version of Nintendogs where your dog is the Duck Hunt dog? <laughs> Who would want that? that I want it. I want du- to take no. care of that. I want to rehabilitate <laughs> that poor <laughs> dog. Duck Hunt, no. Patrick, you can't, you can't keep getting into relationships with dogs <laughs> trying to fix them. Look, I know he laughs at me, but it's different when it's just the two of us <laughs> together, okay? Doesn't sound like a good relationship. Yeah, I, I think it's a very good relationship. <laughs> these are two great pitches. I like them both a lot. Um, I'd play either of these games, uh, but I would refuse to spend money on my version of it. You know yes. what I mean? Yes, uh-huh, yep. Uh, Mark, you may now roll between 1 and 68. All right, the number is 15. 15. So what if Pikmin went online? This is an this is an interesting question here because what exactly? How do you take Pikmin and put it online? I feel like so. My first thought, yeah, is again kind of like a cooperative game mm-hmm. where. Actually, let me back up for a second. Yeah, I haven't played it. How does? Because co-op exists in Pikmin three, right? Yes. So how does co-op work in Pikmin three? Are you each con- are you controlling different like you're each controlling a different like uh, Olimar style uh-huh. guy, commanding different like sets of of Pikmin around. Okay, so and so Pikmin is kind of like Nintendo's take on, um, wow, I'm really blanking on Starcraft. It's kind of sure. Nintendo's it's it's, take on Starcraft. it's sort of a a, a real time strategy game. Yes. Okay. So I like to imagine a world where you know the people who got really into Starcraft and Starcraft Two. Yes. Got really into competitive Pikmin. Yeah. Th- this is totally what it is. It's it's competitive Pikmin. It's two people on a map, uh, and they're fighting to control the resources. Uh, and by control resources, I mean like sw- swamp them with Pikmin and uh-huh. like build little things and bridges and and what have you. And then yeah, so that's got to be it. Is that now? Let me ask you this: Do we 
can we stomach the idea of Pikmin murdering each other? Or do you need to just use your Pikmin to, like, set other beasts against your opponent? Oh, so you're fine with, like, Pikmin's causing the death of other Pikmin, but they just can't be doing violence themselves. I th- they can't be doing the violence. Look, if, if they're just, like, they, they move the boulder aside and then, like, the big bulb thing, like, eats a bunch of Pikmin, <laughs> that's a circle of life, right? Like, that's okay. <laughs> That's just the, that thing needs to eat, right? I think I I think you're right. I think yeah. that's absolutely true. I don't think that I could handle like um w- having to witness Pikmin like tearing each other limb from yeah, limb. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Um, and then I I like the idea that uh this would also be um you know what one of the um parts of uh Pikmin that's like so stressful is that there is this time limit the sun is going to set and if you don't get your yourself and the Pikmin off planet by the time the sun sets you're going to be overwhelmed by monsters and you, you don't stand a chance um i think that's a fun like cuz one of the things that i found when i played Warcraft 2 back in the day was that uh, matches would go on forever, right? Because you just start like building, st- building up your uh, your uh, your resources, and you know you fortify your little town, and it takes a long time for your opponent to chip away at you, and a long time for you to chip away at your opponent. But if there's this ticking clock of like it's becoming nighttime and there are just more monsters, um, I think that could be a really cool way to like speed up the pace of these things. You have to act now, or everyone's gonna get overwhelmed by creatures that eat all your Pikmin. Yes. Yeah. Man, do I really love the idea of like people getting really, really good at competitive Pikmin. Yeah. Um, people being like, oh, what's your what's your APM in Pikmin? People have like crazy actions per minute. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's got it's, and this would have to be. Look, I know where uh, this is a, a universe that doesn't exist. It would have to be on PCs. Right. Like because you need mouse and keyboard. I feel like uh, maybe this is where the Wii U could shine. You get, that, you get that gamepad. Yeah. Yep. And they would probably, and maybe they even did make a, a, a keyboard attachment for, for the Wii U, but that would be like a special um, Pikmin Online uh, keyboard uh, that you then, you use the keyboard and you've got the uh, the um, Wii U gamepad there mm-hmm. for like the touch. Yeah, that that's perfect. Um, all right. Uh, next, uh, this is between one and sixty-seven. Is that correct? That's correct. I have rolled number thirty-eight, which means the game that we are discussing is Advance Wars. I feel like this one is pretty self-evident. It's pretty, yeah. Well, and like is part of what's available on or what will be available on uh, Advance Wars One Plus Two Reboot Camp um, that you can do uh, versus battles uh, online anyway, right? I th- so right. I think, and uh, so you, obviously you couldn't do this in the original release, um, but you could do it locally, right? Um, I do think that that is one way that uh, Nintendo has always been good about uh, online-esque experiences, uh, just being local on two different um, handhelds, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of instances where it's like the experience exists. You just have to have people in the same room. Right, right, right. And this would be not that. This would be, you would have that experience, but it could be uh, anywhere. Yeah. Is, I, d- I don't really feel like Advance Wars needs to become like an MMO or anything. No, right, exactly. Well, and like, like it shouldn't be a, um, uh, yeah, it shouldn't be anything else. I, th- I think it, ha- it has to be itself. I'm sorry. This is a total sidebar. Yeah. But uh, I would, I wish we lived in a world where Duck Hunt colon 
all, all birds. The, the birds. The birds, that's right. Was a real thing. It's not, it's not an oops all birds situation. <laughs> because then we could, uh, w- there's a possibility we could have Tippy Hedron in uh-huh. Smash Brothers. And you'd have like an entire 45 minute presentation yeah. where Masahiro Sakurai is like showing all the moves that Tippy Hedron can do. Yeah, I man, I would love that. And he would have to explain why her down B is uh, uh, Hitchcock walking by with two dogs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, I it's. Uh, we should start a, a campaign for that. All right, Mark. Uh, now we are doing one through sixty-six. Yes. Is that me? That's you. you. Okay, number twenty-three. Number twenty-three is We Music. Oh boy, this is. Go so, ahead. So you know when you and I played We Music, um, way back in probably two thousand eight, maybe for yeah, the show. Newer listeners, newer listeners will be surprised to learn. That we had a fun time with it. We did. I I enjoyed Wii Music. It was held back really by, I feel like, two things. One, the music selection. No surprise. Yes. And two, it was like you would create this stuff. You'd have a good time. And there was no way to share it. Yes. Yes. And so I feel like really what Wii Music would benefit from so much, even back in the Wii era, is ways to easily share your creations. Little music videos you would make. And just being able to like... Post them on Twitter. Twitter existed. Post them. Share it on Facebook. Yeah. You know, send it to your friends. Twitter barely existed. Twitter Twitter barely existed, but it did exist. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Um, but yeah, there should be an easy way to, you know, upload uh, your arrangements of stuff to uh, your SoundCloud or whatever. Uh, put it up on Instagram. Um, yeah. So that, I, th- I think that's one thing. But I think there's also, um, was it Rock Band or Guitar Hero that had the... Um, like the 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 TV mode or uh, like the music video mode, whatever it was called, where it would just you like turned on a station. And it was basically like a live uh, play of just like music videos that you played along with. You didn't have like a choice in what songs you were playing, but it was just like the entire library of music that you had access to download. Oh, cool. Um, but like you know, in, in that same way, and this is another uh, way that um, you know would be modernized to being online that's not really the the best most consumer friendly thing but just like yeah put a bunch of songs in there for me to download let me download every song in the universe um you know i'll I'll pay five bucks for uh you know all of weezer blue or whatever (laughs) like uh, absolutely i'm there especially i mean again uh maybe in this universe there are more iterations of Wii music but i love the idea that you know you would download the entire blue album from Weezer and it all be the kind of like MIDI synth <laughs> type stuff, you know, that uh, was yeah. happening on the Wii and Wii music. Well, and that's another thing too, is that maybe you could, uh, maybe you could pay for more instruments, mm-hmm. right? Um, that you start with like the normal instrument pack and then they're like, do you want a bassoon? You can play bassoon if you want to. <laughs> you could buy certain people's voices. You're like, yeah, I'll pay three bucks for Billy Corgan's voice. Yeah, that's right. That that was the, the bassoon was the tipping point between success <laughs> and non-success for Wii Music for sure. Those, these are my two pitches for uh, instruments to download is a bassoon and Billy, <laughs> Billy Corgan's Corgan. voice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that sounds like fun. I do. I mean, whatever. If Wii Music ever comes back, I do hope they... Uh, like lock down those controls somehow because they weren't the most precise things that we ever messed around. No, with. but again, it was before Wii Motion Plus, and mm-hmm. we're living in and a new era. Cons. We just, yeah, exactly. We just got Nintendo Switch Sports, and so you N- know, is Nintendo Switch music that far behind? I think the answer is no. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. All right, uh, now it is one through sixty-five. Mark, I am rolling. I have rolled an eight. 
Uh, Star Tropics. Star Tropics Online. Oh my gosh. Mark, oh my gosh. Star Tropics Online. Um, this is Sea of Thieves, right? Like, this is where you are in a large, persistent world with a large, persistent ocean. Uh, you're either out there on your own as a as an island explorer, a, a, a Mike Jones type, or you've got like a small team that you're playing with, but there are other teams out there on the ocean that are doing their own things that will discover you and they will raid your sea ship and take your stuff if you let them. I, I actually really like that idea. I feel like um, Star Tropics, you know, is such a specific experience. Yeah. But I feel like, but something like that could totally exist in the Star Tropics universe. Yes. And feel right at home. That, you know, uh, the discovery aspect of it, the island hopping aspect of it, just kind of like that setting feels very Star Tropics. Yeah. Well, and like one of the things that, uh, you know, f- felt a little. I, I like Sea of Thieves. I think it's a, it's a fun game. Um, it's uh, just like a pirate simulator, basically, where it's the thing that I like so much about it is how cumbersome everything is. Like sailing a boat, you have to uh, like raise the anchor. You have to turn the sails. Someone has to steer. Someone else has to like look at the map because like there's no HUD that pops up. Um, like everything is very manual. And if you had to do that while like controlling the submarine and stuff like that, I don't know. It just, it, it seems like it would be really cool to have to coordinate with your friends to do that kind of stuff. Uh, but the thing I was driving at, sorry, was um, uh, Sea of Thieves is great and it's fun, uh, but it's sort of stuck in like the singular aesthetic of, uh, you know, like fantasy pirate adventure. Um, and Star Tropics could include that, but it could also include aliens. It could also include uh, just regular tropical island stuff. Uh, and hey, if we want to, time travel. Right, yeah. Could include time travel. Sherlock Holmes era England. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. So time travel and jump into fiction, which <laughs> is something that the game does do. Uh, you could uh, you know, wind up in uh, Egypt, right? Right. Cleopatra, you're delivering a pizza, right? Is that do how that you, game works? Do you think that... Um, I feel like because it's Star Tropics, yes. the one rule would be you can customize your character in a lot of ways, yes. but everybody has red hair and everybody has freckles and everybody loves baseball. Can't get around it. Right. Everyone is American as all get out. Like you cannot choose a non-American character, mm-hmm. which means everyone loves apple pie. Uh-huh. Everyone loves baseball. Uh, and I'm feeling down on the state of the country right now, so I'm going to stop listing things. <laughs> uh, Mark, would you like to roll the next game? It is 1 to 64. Yes. My number is 39. 39. So that means that we are doing Wii Sports. I kind of think they're doing it. I kind of think they're doing it. I yeah. think they're doing it. Um, but I, I will, with, with uh, the following modification, um, while Nintendo Switch Sports is effectively them bringing Wii Sports online, um, they're doing it in a very Nintendo way, which is to say they should be, not should be, any other company would be charging money for the like season pass of earning rewards um, the way that you earn them in like uh, you know specific time periods. Anyone else would charge money for that. Uh, Nintendo is not. Uh, so thank you, Nintendo, for being reasonable where other people would not be. It's interesting to me where they do explore that kind of stuff i guess it seems mostly just to be like on mobile because yeah. mario kart tour is a hundred percent you know like season based or yeah. i guess like tour based whatever you want to call it yeah but it monetizes that kind of stuff very heavily 
for some reason they've like put up a firewall between what they do in mobile and they haven't really adopted a lot of those practices on console games because you're right like nintendo switch sports and the those like not really seasons but the different items that become available all the time right like yeah that feels rife for um yeah i mean the difference is you paid 40 bucks for yeah uh, nintendo switch sports up front and you don't pay anything for uh, hey that didn't stop square enix with chocobo racing no, but I would like to not use them as an example. <laughs> well, so may- maybe that that's really it, is that in this hypothetical scenario, Nintendo Switch Sports would have been free, but then you would have paid for season mm-hmm. passes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know... That that makes it, to me, feel worse. Yeah. But uh, I think that's just how this sort of thing works now. Um, all right, am, am I rolling now? Yeah, 63. Okay, here we go. Number 47... Donkey Konga. Okay, another rhythm game. Do we skip this one? I feel like we... I think Donkey Konga is pretty much the same answer as Wii Music. Yeah, okay, so let's let's uh, let's eliminate it. Um, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll roll again. How about yeah. that? Uh, so now it is between 1 and 62. Uh, generate 41. Mario... Wait. Yeah, Ma- Mario... Mario and Luigi. Yeah, so like the, uh, the Mario and Luigi role-playing games, right? Yes. Can't be an MMO. No. Because there are only two characters. Mm-hmm. Mario and Luigi. What's an online role-playing game that's not uh, an, an MMO? I don't know. I don't know either. I might be stumped on this one. Yeah. I don't really... I don't have a good answer for Mario and Luigi. Uh... Okay, so what if it's like, did you ever play Journey? Yes, I did play Journey. So the it that's a PlayStation Four game, maybe three, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was a PlayStation game, um, where uh, you have these like sort of platforming challenges that you you absolutely uh, like need to have uh, a, another player that that you're playing with to like get through these areas and solve puzzles, and you become like sort of uh, you travel on this journey together. Um, but there's no communication tools and they will never tell you or they tell you at the end uh, who, who you played with. But it, so it's impossible to team up with friends um, and it uh, you never know who you're playing with and you can only communicate in the way that you can control yourself in the game. So what if the Mario and Luigi role-playing experience just pairs you with your Luigi? Yes. Okay, so what if, like, the framing device for this yeah. is that Mario and Luigi get amnesia, and so they forget each other? Yes. Like, they yes. don't know who each other are, mm-hmm. but they have to... They're in this strange environment because they don't know why they're in the Mushroom Kingdom or wherever they are. Yes. But and, but they know that they have to work together in order to get out. <gasps> and what if what if they don't have their hats? So you don't know which one you are. Oh my gosh, yes. And whatever happens to you through the course of the gameplay with you know whatever uh, other character you're, you're teamed up with, it is revealed who was the Mario and who was the Luigi. Yeah, or because cause they'll have like their overalls and stuff. So maybe it's in a world that's like, they lose their hats and it's like a desaturated world. Yeah. So there's no, right. you know, they can't tell. It's from a dog's perspective. You can't see color. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. They have amnesia. Uh, and the, the whole thing. Right. It's from the point of view d- of a dog. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but only visually speaking. Only visually. <laughs> but like this also speaks to the ability, or not to the ability, but to the the fact that uh, Mario and Luigi are sort of like pre-verbal characters, mm-hmm. right? Um, they will occasionally say words and sentences and stuff, but like for this game, they they can't communicate with each other. Yep. Um, except for however you can do it in game. Uh, and so like you find yourself, you find your partner uh, throughout this, and you have no control over who it is. That's what this game is. It's Mario and Luigi Journey style. Oh, man. That's so good. I got real nervous there because I didn't know what we were going to do, Mark, but we did it. <laughs> uh, would you re- like to roll? Uh, yeah, between 61, one and 61, right? 61, yes. Okay. Uh, 58. 58 is Earthbound. Another RPG. Another RPG. This one, I think, could be an MMO. I wonder, do you think it's an MMO? Yeah, okay. I hesitate, like, MMO, but I do you think it's, like, um, Dragon Quest Nine, where you can mm. team up with other people? You know, like, all of that is totally possible to have other people in your party, but it's also possible to just play the game by yourself. Yeah, well, and I think that there are a lot of ways where that's sort of true of, of MMO. Well, I guess you, you're always, like, in a persistent world with, like, other people running around like that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, d- d- tell me a little bit more about how, like, the uh, the multiplayer-ness of um, Dragon Quest Nine works. Well, I never played it online, so right. I can... So I only know it by the little bit of, like, reputation, but essentially, Why like, don't you tell me what your experience wasn't? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but there are, like, um, places you can go within towns to basically, like, uh, connect with other people and bring them into your party. And then you can just go out and experience the world that way. Yeah. Um, you know, you can play the game together, but also if you, I mean, I guess it's not that different from an MMO, except other than you were saying MMOs have a persistent universe where everybody's running around and Dragon Quest nine was not like that at all. It's like, it's everything is NPCs. Everything is very set. You could bring specific people in to your game instance and play it together, but it's not like it was a persistent world that uh, if I was offline and you wanted to get into yeah. it, that you could just like continue. You know what I mean? Can I make a pitch then? Please. Because I, I, I think I like that, but I want it to be a little bit more the uh, sort of Elden Ring model where you can join up in someone else's world and like fight alongside them, or you can become a menace in in their world. And that feels very earthbound. That feels I like that a lot. So earthbound, yeah. right? Um, and I, I like the idea that like everyone starts playing as like a Ness type character, right? Like the sort of vanilla, like all around baseball bat, Mike Jones style <laughs> uh, psychic abilities character. Um, but that you can uh, like as you're going, you can build up other character other character types so that could be like you know poe or jeffrey or you know any any of them jeffrey or jeff what is his name um i the little nerdy guy right yeah is it jeff am i making that up doesn't matter um you could be like that little nerdy guy uh where like you're developing specific skills uh and then when you join up with other uh other players you can fill those roles yes yeah i like that a lot it is jeff by the way it is jeff i nailed it um yeah that that's what this is it's, it's got to be um but is it still a turn-based rpg or have we turned this now into kind of like i think an you action know, game i i think by introducing these other elements it becomes more of a action rpg yeah um yeah that sounds like fun and that's way i think more compelling than uh just being like an mmo yeah. right yeah totally um what do you think one more yeah let's do one more uh and so this will be your role between one and 60 okay and the number is 49. We're, a lot of high numbers here. Uh, 49. 
49 is clubhouse games. All right, we're rolling again. We're rolling again because that one is sort of already. Did you do 60 again or did you do 59? <laughs> uh, I did 60 again. Okay, Should perfect. I do 59? No, dude. Do, do okay, 24. 24 is... Nintendogs. Nintendogs. Oh, boy. this I think this is a sad one, right? That it's a free-to-play... Uh, and you have to buy everything to, you know, make your <laughs> keep dog your dog alive. <laughs> to keep it alive. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is the Nintendogs where they introduce doggy death. <laughs> well, I mean, it's up to you. How much are you willing to? <laughs> how much do you love the dog? I mean, that that is a great point. Um, uh, th- there is something sort of compelling about. Um, sorry, I, I was I was one step ahead of myself. This is where um, they turn your your specific Nintendog. Into an NFT. Yes. Um, so this Nintendo can be accessible from whatever device you're on. And it'll never be duplicated. It will be stolen, evidently. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Um, uh, so, yeah, you, you can access the, the dog on, on, any, on any device. You have to remember that password or you're never going to access the dog again. Um, and then, yeah, you can just, like, pump money into keeping the dog alive forever. Oh, man. Can you imagine what a disaster a Nintendo coded crypto wallet would oh my god (laughs) you would have to know you would have to know someone's friend code before you could buy their their board nintendog but i but i do like this i do like this idea that like it's like your nintendog (laughs) is your nintendog like that will that nintendog will always exist in the blockchain yes you can sell it to other people If you want. Yeah, the monetization of your own Nintendog. There there would be Nintendog breeders. Do you realize this? <laughs> there would be Nintendog yeah, puppy that's, mills. That's a, the Nint- Nintendog equivalent of like minting Bitcoin. Yeah. Is, uh yeah, like <laughs> Nintendog puppy mills. That's a good one to go out on. <laughs> uh, all right. Those, those are how we would, not how we would bring. That's what we predict. We've, we... We peered into a, a parallel universe where Nintendo has cared about uh, online gaming since you know two thousand eight or whatever. Um, what uh, what franchises would you like to see uh, have that same sort of uh, thing done to them, and how would it be done? Um, you should let us know. All right, Mark, let's close this out. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or on any of the podcasting things that uh, play podcasts or collect podcasts or do anything with podcasts. Uh, if you like this episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you share stuff. It helps us out tremendously when you do that. Um, people in your life listen to you. They care what you think is cool, and they will listen to the things that you're like, hey, this is cool. I think you should listen to it. Um, so do that for us. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MK Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. <laughs>